What's one of your favorite stories or books to read? You know, one that you read over and over again and never seem to get tired of. Maybe it's even on your annual reading list. I'll tell you what one of mine is coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, where we seek to give you some encouragement and inspiration for living out your Catholic life today. I'm Patrick Conley. Hands down, one of my favorite stories of all time, one that I reread annually, is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Of course, it has sentimental value, as it is a heartwarming story that revolves around Christmas. But as I've continued to go back to it year after year, I tend to glean more and more insight into life. In preparing for the show today, what came to mind from A Christmas Carol was the ghost of Jacob Marley, who, when he visits Scrooge, is bound by and carries with him a chain clasped about his middle. It was long and wound about him like a tail, and it was made, for Scrooge observed it closely, of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. Marley goes on to warn Scrooge of the chain he was fashioning for himself to wear. It was full-on heavy, and as long as this seven Christmas Eves ago, you have labored on it since, and it is a ponderous chain. And all that got me to thinking, what sort of chain am I fashioning for myself? What sort of objects would be found on it, representing those things to which I have inordinately attached myself in this life, as if they could provide for me happiness and fulfillment? And, most importantly, what might I, like Scrooge, seek to undo to undo the weight and burden of this chain? Well, today on the program, we're talking about detachment. Not an easy practice, but one that bears remarkable fruit in our spiritual lives. Here to guide our discussion is our spiritual director for the day, Father Joe Laramie, a Jesuit priest and the national director of the Pope's Prayer Network, the Apostleship of Prayer, a 175-year-old ministry uniting hearts to the Sacred Heart. He is also a national Eucharistic preacher for the Eucharistic Revival. Father, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us. Patrick, thanks so much. Why don't you start us out, Father, just with a reminder about what the Apostleship of Prayer is all about. Yes, such a beautiful mission. Um, we've been around since uh, the 1800s, founded in France. Longtime mission promoting devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, very simply uniting our hearts with his heart for the salvation of all hearts, also guided by the prayer intentions of the Holy Father. So uh, I'm a Jesuit. We're so excited to have a Jesuit Pope. He gives us a prayer intention every month. But again, this has been going on for 100 plus years. So uh, I get to travel around the country talking about the love of Jesus. Pretty great job. Mm, that sounds like a pretty great job. And now you're here with us for this hour. We're grateful for you being our spiritual director as we're talking about detachment. Now, I'll play off of that, that you are a Jesuit yourself, Father. So um, I believe St. Ignatius has a few things to say about our attitude toward created things. Why don't you take us a little bit into that? That's right. Yeah, detachment. You know, maybe a word we hear now and then, uh, it gets used in the, the world of psychology. Uh, th that's not my training, so I'm going to steer us towards uh, kind of the spiritual sense there. Sure. You know, really, it's about 
keeping the first things first, right? So the first commandment, love God. Second commandment, love others. You know, and basically everything else should kind of flow from those things, but also lead me back to those core things. Now, Ignatius and other saints, they see that, you know, uh, we can also have a lot of things getting in the way. Almost like, first, I got to check a bunch of boxes. Well, like, okay, first, I need to be comfortable. Second, I need to be, uh, you know, have the foods that I like and do it on my own schedule. And then I'll do those nice, virtuous, holy things. Right. You know, again, I think Jesus himself and the saints are telling us, well, you know, that might not be the best way. Or there's a danger that I'll be so focused on kind of meeting my own needs first that I'll actually never get around to loving God or others. Hmm. Which is obviously uh, something that we we want to steer clear of as we're trying to encourage and inspire people to walking a deeper life of faith. And Jesus himself says, right, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And in some ways that, that seems a little, I mean, it, it can seem like a, a nice platitude, but this is something I think he means for us to live out. So how do we go about seeking first the kingdom of God, Father? Yeah, and Patrick, I love that image from uh, A Christmas Carol, Jacob Marley uh, with those yeah. chains. Um, quick uh, example from a movie. So The Mission is uh, mm. a movie about some Jesuits, uh, missionaries working in South America in the 1600s. This movie came out, gosh, 20 or 30 years ago. Worth a look. Um, some incredible cinematography, and you get to see playing roles as Jesuits, Robert De Niro, Liam Neeson, and Jeremy Irons, which mm-hmm. got to say, hey, for Team Jesuit, uh, you know, those are three <laughs> pretty doing nice pretty actors. Well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, there's a famous scene, De Niro, who's this kind of wealthy, prideful soldier um, who is converted by a Jesuit to really serve Christ and the church. And then his, as his penance, basically, he's told, okay, you're going to take all your worldly possessions and haul them up to the top of that mountain. And, you know, De Niro is struggling. He's got, you know, cash. He's got his armor, bags of gold money, and he's trying to climb this mountain. Okay, well, obviously, he can't do it, right? Like, he's got to cut himself free from some of those attachments so that actually he's then living in the freedom of Christ to love God and love others. Yeah. It's a great image, Father. It's, it's exactly it. And it's, uh, yeah, I think it ties in nicely with, um, with Jacob Marley, the ghost of Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol in terms of, yeah, we're lugging all this stuff with us. And by the way, the mission is it's certainly on my rewatch list um, time and time again as well. It's a great movie. Um, but uh, that's just the thing is that I think we see those things and then maybe we have to see it or we have to read it again and again and again before it really starts to sink in. Wait a minute. What, as I said in the opening, what chains am I forging? What, uh, what, what am I lugging up the mountain, right? And, and that sort of thing. And so I think that's the, that's the issue we want to get to here. How do we begin even forming these chains? I mean, how do we get unduly attached to, to not just objects, which are created goods, which is great, but also... Um, you know, also relationships, perhaps there's people, perhaps there's events, there's concepts that we become attached to. Mm-hmm. Yes, a practice, uh, St. Ignatius, founder of the Jesuits, gives to us, um, other saints also use this, is something called the examination of conscience. Um, a spiritual practice 
Now, many Catholics hear that and think, oh yeah, I do that before going to confession. Okay, certainly good to do it then. I, I go to confession myself, that's important. But, you know, also Ignatius kind of stretches out this sense of the examen to say, okay, also, what are the blessings God has given to me? Um, mm -hmm. How am I thanking God for those? How am I using those gifts? Um, you know, even more broadly, how am I spending my time? Uh, as Jesus says, uh, where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. Right. Well, hey, let's think about that. How am I spending my time? Um, you know, some of us might say, oh, gosh, I'm so busy. I wish I could do more in the church. Okay, that might be true. Also, you know, for instance, like how much time am I spending on social media every day? Is it mm -hmm. 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours? How about Netflix? Uh, how about cable TV, which frankly can be a, <laughs> a pretty angry space these You're days. You're hitting pretty close to home here on Sunday, <laughs> I got to say. It, okay, and it, now again, these are created goods. Okay, they have their place. It's fine to be uh, connected with others, to be aware of what's going on in the world. But, you know, if I'm not careful, all of these things can really draw me in. I can, in a sense, set my heart uh, on Twitter. You know, I guess Elon Musk has changed the name of it now, but uh, you know what I mean. Um, now, Ignatius gives us this word, indifference. Okay, I should be indifferent to created things. Mm -hmm. Now, what does he mean there? Yeah. Sometimes that word, we use it um, meaning like, well, I don't care. Um you know, gosh, would you like the uh, the tuna casserole or the salmon casserole? And, you know, maybe I look at it and they both look kind of like this gray, mushy mix. And I'm like, uh, I, none of the above. Is that an yeah, option? Right. <laughs> well, OK, that's not quite what he means. It's more like having an open mind and open heart before the Lord to say, OK, Jesus, you have made me. You've given me certain gifts. And actually, Lord, I want a kind of freedom in how I love you and serve you with those gifts. Um, it could be that, okay, me as a Jesuit, right? I've had several assignments. Um, I've taught in all boys high schools. I've worked in campus ministry to university. Um, currently, I'm running a spirituality center. You know, in a sense, each of those ministries, I was sad to leave because it was mm -hmm. like, okay, gosh, I think I just got the hang of this thing. And now I'm going to a new city, doing a new thing. Well, also, maybe the Lord's calling me to say, okay, Joseph, I made you. I loved you. Yes, I've helped you to grow in your current assignment. I'm going to help you grow in your next assignment. I'm going to help you form some new friendships and relationships to support you in those. Um, so those are a couple of the pieces involved in this sense of detachment. Yeah. Okay, great. Our spiritual director today, Father Joe Laramie, who is leading us through a discussion about detachment and its role in our lives. How have you seen detachment play a role in your life? Maybe you are you find yourself overly attached to something. You have a question about how do I become detached from a specific thing, a specific perhaps relationship or an idea of something going on in your life. Give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149 is our line here at the uh, Inner Life triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. You can always send us an email as well, inner life at relevantradio.com. Lots of good things to explore here on detachment, but let's I just want to delve a little bit more deeply into what you were just talking about, but it not being indifference just doesn't mean 
I don't care. I mean, goods have been given to us. They are called goods, right? And this, these created goods. And there, I believe that there is meant to be some enjoyment to be drawn out of many of the created goods. And it's to lead us into a deeper relationship with God. But maybe elucidate a little bit more, Father, what should our attitude toward created goods, what should the role of created goods be in our life in relation to our spiritual development? Sure. Here, I'll give you a little quote from St. Ignatius. Um, Great. This is something called the first principle and foundation. So in a way, he means this as kind of a mission statement for the human race based on the scriptures and the church. Okay, first line is this. Man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save our soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, short and sweet, right? I think if we look in the Christian tradition, we'd say, yep, that sounds about right. Okay, God made us, loves us, wants us to be with him forever in heaven. And basically everything around us is designed to help us towards that purpose, right? Yeah. Okay, a few lines down, he says, Thus we should make ourselves indifferent to all created things. We should not prefer health to sickness, riches to poverty, honor to dishonor. Now, maybe that part we hear it, and some of our listeners are thinking, Okay, wait a minute, Jesuit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you had me with the first line, that sounds nice, but now you're getting into this crazy talk, right? Exactly. Who in the world wouldn't prefer health as opposed to sickness, or riches as opposed to poverty? Okay, now we might prefer those things, right? But also let's look at the lives of the saints, right? We could see saints who had very strong health, lived a long life. Also, we could see saints who, yes, had serious illnesses and lived maybe a rather short life. Now, both of those saints could live a life of holiness in their given situation. And we have only partial control over those things anyway, right? Um, I can't just decide to live to be 105 years old. Um, I could have an illness, an injury. Um, sure. You know, it's okay to preserve those gifts of health, but also it's it's beyond my control. Similar to riches to poverty, um, honor or dishonor. Okay, I'll be honest here, right? I like to be liked, okay? <laughs> so yeah, sure, right. Being honored, being appreciated, yeah, I. those are nice things, right? But it could be... Maybe I'm placed in a challenging assignment. Um, I need to be faithful to the Lord, even if I'm not getting applause and uh, pats on the back at all times, right? Mm -hmm. And again, in the Lord, then, I can have a real sense of freedom of saying, okay, Jesus, I'm doing your will. I'm walking with you. No doubt I've got some family and friends supporting me, even in my tough times. Um, So that's the sense of indifference and detachment that uh, Ignatius calls us to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you brought up that he sounds a little crazy when he's talking about this <laughs> about this preferring, you know, I shouldn't shouldn't prefer uh wealth to poverty and and health to sickness and that sort of thing. It does it does kind of wake us up and say, "Wait a minute now. Why is this?" But there's a I mean, there's really a sense of humility that goes along with this as well, and as well as recognizing that the things that come our way, it's not just as you were saying, Father, it's not just of our own doing that um, the Lord is providing these things. And is it safe to say that even in the midst of of receiving things like sickness or poverty or whatever it might be that comes our way, that um, there's still an inherent invitation from the Lord to move closer into relationship with Him? Yes, uh, you know. Again, I'll point to. Uh, couple saints here. So um, I'm from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, okay? And yep. 
my city's named after St. Louis, King of France. Okay, hard to get much higher than that, right? Okay, he's got, in a sense, all the riches of his nation at his disposal. And yet, this saint, known for his love for Christ, service to the church, um, care for the poor, other saints coming from very humble and simple backgrounds, okay, um, so that, okay, Lord, here, maybe I'm living a pretty good life right now, okay, and my family's got some wealth, okay, Lord, how can I yeah. use those gifts to love and serve you? Mm. And if I'm from a humble background or, who knows, maybe lost my job in uh, this complex economy we're in right now, okay, Lord, well, maybe right now in this moment, you're calling me to deeper love, deeper trust, and then I can love and serve you even in this new situation. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. And uh, I, you know what, Father, I want to get into that, just that about specifically kind of, well, how do we make those choices and uh, how do we do them well in accordance? How do we do them prudently, but still do them well? Because that's one of the things sometimes you look at the lives of some of these saints and you think, well, that doesn't seem very prudent. And uh, But maybe that is the call um, that we are to give it all away, give it all up. We're going to explore that when we come back. We are talking about detachment today with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, who is leading us through this great discussion. If you have something that you have found yourself attached to and yet over the course of your life have been able to see the Lord move you away from that attachment, give us a call. Tell your story. Give us the testimony, 888-914-9149. Or perhaps you have a question about how to detach yourself from a particular thing that's going on that's obstructing your path to the Lord, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We'll be back with much more of The Inner Life right after this. Thanks for being with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at RelevantRadio.com slash quest. Cause I'm happy, me and me the most, when I let what makes me happy go. And I finally learned what I need to know I'm happier with nothing. I'm happier with nothing. That's the question that we are kind of pondering here as we're talking about detachment on the inner life today with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, Jesuit priest, national director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and also a national Eucharistic preacher for the Eucharistic Revival. If you have a story of something that, some way in which you have detached from something, or if you have a question about how to detach from something, give us a call. That's what we're talking about today, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, take a phone call. Tim is calling in from Nashville, Michigan. Tim, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You guys have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I guess my story of detachment is finally being able to get away from alcoholism. You know, uh, people say you're once an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, but I feel like I finally put it in the rearview mirror with the help of God and my wife and um learning to to live without it uh it's uh, i'm not sure what to say besides that i couldn't have done it without god hmm. 
Amen. Tim, thanks for sharing. Um, you know, honestly, I've got some uh, priest buddies who are themselves recovering alcoholics. Uh, these are some of my favorite guys in the world. They're earthy. They understand the Lord's mercy in a very personal way. They are great confessors. These are men who can share mercy with others because they have received it themselves. And um, hallelujah. And, you know, the world today, sometimes people describe it as an addictive culture, which, you know, it's kind of stretching that phrase a little bit. There is, you know, yes, alcohol addiction can be, uh, gosh, a huge problem for families these days. But, you know, again, social media technology, there can be this addictive quality to it that, you know, we need to, to detox to cut some cords and uh, find that freedom in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a staple word that you just mentioned right there, freedom. Tim, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. And thanks for your testimony. May God continue to to lead and guide. And but that that freedom is something that I think that's one of a, maybe the warnings or why St. Ignatius, as well as so many others, are so given to this idea of detachment is because. As we become attached to things, suddenly we start to lose our freedom, right? Absolutely. Yeah, these things, again, can... <laughs> what? I studied communications in college, all right? You know, marketing, okay. advertising yep. can be pretty slick, right? And it's all around us. It's kind of offering us this illusion of freedom and control. Now, okay, again, I... I have a phone. I'm talking on a phone right now. I have a laptop in front of me. But these things also want to suck us in, right, to be not just tools, but to kind of, you know, for us to devote our hearts to them, which is Mm. they can't bear that weight. Only Christ can bear that weight. Um, So, yeah, to seek freedom in him. Yeah, yeah, love it. Well, as I mentioned just before the break, Father, I think one of the, you, you read, well, not just one, you read many of the stories. There are many saints' stories who um, they met at a particular point in their life, and then suddenly their life, was, it was just like night and day. You know, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, uh, you know, it may not have been an instant moment, but it was it was so clearly like, he was he was uh, being wooed by all this power and wealth and and uh, nobility, and he just gave it all away. And Saint Anthony of the Desert, um, just talking with my producer Nick over the break, that yeah, another one who um, just heard one line from the gospel, went home, got rid of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Is that what detachment is really all about, or can we expect that maybe it's a little bit more of a process for at least some of us? That's right. I'll use another term uh, from St. Ignatius and other saints of discernment, okay? All right, I need to discern in the Holy Spirit these different options that are placed before me. Let's connect with another example. So honor and dishonor, right? Okay, Okay, sure. I just just said, uh, you know, I like to be liked, all right? Yeah. A certain amount of honor, uh, I, (laughs) you know, enjoy maybe a little bit too much. Okay, now other Catholics actually can be flipped, right? Maybe they're humble folks, um, you know, maybe helping their parishes, but in kind of quiet ways. Now, what about this? Let's say your pastor taps you on the shoulder and says, you know what? You've been serving here for years and years. You know this place better than anybody else. I would like you to be the new president of my parish council. I want your advice. I want you to give some talks before the parish to share your wisdom. 
Now, again, listeners, notice your own hearts there. Um, a few of you are feeling terror right now, thinking, I don't want to do that. I'm not good at that. Well, okay. Good to notice those feelings. Now, what if Christ is calling you there, even if that might be challenging for you? Okay. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's maybe calling you to a place of honor so that you can give him glory and serve his people. Okay. So now again, extroverts, sometimes we're the ones reaching for the microphone a little bit too fast. Like, okay, <laughs> take a deep breath. Maybe somebody else has something to say and it's your turn to listen here. So riches and poverty. Okay. Now it could be Christ is calling you to a kind of radical poverty. Mother Teresa, Francis of Assisi, these other great saints. Or now again, folks and families, well, okay, how's this going to impact your kids, your spouse, your grandchildren? Um, now Christ might call you to something really glorious and radical, or it could be in your current state in life, uh, using those gifts to serve him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great point, Father. I yeah, and and reflecting on that, I think it, it really boils down to hearing the will of God, to being able to discern, like you said, the will of God in in each of these situations. Well, let's move into specifics here about practicing detachment. I mean, this is something that uh, well, every Lenten season as it rolls around, I think we're we're encouraged and invited, and not just to observe the obligatory fasts and. Um, and abstin abst abstinations um, that the church requires, but uh, just to pick up something ourselves to say that, you know, I'm going to give up X for a particular reason. But I'm not sure if that's actually a good way of practicing detachment um, or if there's if we're really looking to detach ourselves for the long haul, are there better ways of going about it? So any thoughts on that, Father? Sure. Again, back to that sense of the examination of conscience, okay, to look into our own hearts before the Lord. And, you know, I bet many of us right now, we're noticing one thing that's kind of sticking out. And it's like, you know what, I'm throwing too much time and energy at that thing, okay? Mm. Could be a hobby, could be technology. Okay, well, in the Lord, maybe it's time to try dialing that down for a little bit, okay, for a few days, a week. Um, you know, you could do it as a novena if you wish. This is a kind of, mm. you know, classic practice of nine days engaging in some spiritual uh, practice. So, again, look in our own hearts. Don't just kind of grab something, um, but rather, what's the one thing <laughs> Jesus is drawing my attention to right now? I might need to ask him for help. I might need to talk to a family member and say, just so you know, for the next week, I'm going to try to only watch 30 minutes of TV a day. So yep. I'm letting you know that um, we can still watch a program together, but maybe not a whole movie or, you know, whatever it might be. So that, okay, I'm not doing this totally solo, but in the body of Christ, the church, maybe with a family or friend uh, helping me out. Um, again, often enough, actually... We might be reluctant to do it, but also we're going to find a lot of freedom and peace by letting go of something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that pops up into my head as you're saying that, Father, is that just it doesn't necessarily need to be something that has has hold of us. Like you know, it's it's not necessarily an addiction. Sometimes we're not aware of addictions, but if if you're aware of an addiction, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It just needs to be something, as you say. Yeah, it just seems like I'm spending too much time doing X. Yeah. 
That's right. And, you know, and frankly, like, Lord, what do you want me to do more of? Yeah, right. It could be Christ is calling me to a little bit more prayer time. It could be he's calling me to a little more family time without a bunch of technology getting in the way, but taking a walk with a child, a grandparent, um, again, really the grace and peace that can flow from these practices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Right. We are talking about detachment today here on The Inner Life. If you have practiced detachment in a particular way, maybe you found some newfound freedom, or maybe you've just recognized that, you know what, I have more time to devote to things that are more important. Give us a call. Tell us that story. Encourage and inspire one another. 888-914-9149. Or again, maybe you have a question about uh, what's a good way of detaching myself from this, whatever it may be. 888-914-9149 is our studio line. 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, as we're continuing to think about this and everything and and, uh, moving ahead in terms of of detachment, would you consider detachment a disposition? You know, that's not a bad way to put it. Um, Now, again, sometimes like we we let go of one thing and then Jesus says, hey, thank you. Now that you let go with your right hand, well, in your left hand, you're still grabbing these other things. And let's talk about those. Um, Again, look at the saints, Uh, Mother Mary, right? Her fiat, um, her great yes to the Father's invitation to be the mother of Jesus. And sometimes we see her in paintings with, you know, basically her hands are open, raised to the Father, right? That's a great Mm -hmm. image, isn't it? We can Mm -hmm. receive gifts and we can give gifts when our hands are opened versus, you know, think of a little toddler who's like, got his sucker uh, tight in his hand, and it's all, like, blue and sugary and gross. Like, okay, well, hard (laughs) for that kid to do much. He can't play with toys or give grandma a hug because he's clinging on to this little sweet thing. Um, So the image of Mary is a good one for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good. Always good to look to Our Lady. It's a wonderful. um... Father, we've had an email come in, and uh, um, I'm just just going to take a chance here and keep it anonymous here. I don't want to take the chance in case uh, the person would prefer to remain anonymous. But anonymous says, I'm stuck in my life with being attached to stuff. I feel I spend and waste money on unnecessary things. Anonymous says, I'm ashamed and would appreciate advice on detaching myself. God bless you. So um, just any kind of, uh, I mean, we've talked about this somewhat, but I, I, the word that really sticks out to me is ashamed, like uh, to this mm-hmm. point of, you know, some of us may be even unaware of how we're attached to something. But when we become more and more aware of it, um, there's this sense of I don't know how to get out of this. And we do tend to maybe lose self-respect in the midst of that. We become ashamed. And, and is that an appropriate response? And if so, how far into that is it appropriate? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll uh, I'll. <laughs> I'll keep this anonymous, too. I had a spiritual directee a while back uh, who was speaking to me about some similar challenges. So this is uh, a young woman, okay, very successful. She was speaking about this. And and also she felt like, gosh, I don't know where to start. You know, I've got all this stuff. Yeah. So in conversations, I said, okay, how about a sock drawer? <laughs> like hmm. literally pick one drawer, maybe your sock drawer, And like, okay, you've got 50 pairs of socks. Like, how many do you really need in there? I don't know, 8, 10, 12 max. 
Okay, then take those socks, put them in a box, maybe put them in your basement even just for like a week and like, okay, can I still live a fruitful life with 10 pairs fewer socks? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's this little toehold, right? And maybe you see, okay, gosh, all right, that was way easier than I thought. Actually, I'm going to go to the next drawer. Uh, okay, my t-shirt drawer. I've got 75 t-shirts. I wear seven of them on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's then maybe I say, okay, I haven't touched that stuff in a month. Yeah, I'm going to give it away to uh, my parish um, food pantry, to a homeless shelter. Okay, now again, maybe I'm not quite done yet, but it's a good start. Um, what else? Who knows? Uh, yeah. I've got 10 TVs or, you know, <laughs> I've got three too many TVs. Okay, what if I box those up? Now, again, it's okay to be prudent and thoughtful about this. I don't need to um, give it all away immediately. But maybe, again, if I kind of box it up, set it aside, okay, I'm actually needing that thing. Or, in fact, maybe my house now is less cluttered. I feel more free to bring in guests. Um, I have more time on my hands. Again, the Lord can really multiply these graces. Yeah. One of the things, too, Father, as you're saying that, I, I'm just about the sock drawer. By the way, I think this is great advice. You know, start with just a, <laughs> I love the term you use, toehold, right? Because, I mean, I think the way that we get attached to things, generally speaking, this is how it happens. It's not like we go out and we buy, you know, 50 pairs of socks all at once, right? But, but maybe we uh, we buy a pair of socks and we think, oh, I kind of like the way these socks feel and um, maybe I'll try these socks. And then suddenly we have 50 pairs of socks, right? I mean, <laughs> but that evolves over time and I think it makes total sense to let's undo it one step at a time as well. Huh. I like it. Our spiritual director today, Father Joe Laramie, as we're talking about detachment. And if there's a way in which you have uh, overcome attachment to something, or if you have a question on how to overcome attachment to something, to become detached uh, from something, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. What about specifically, uh, you mentioned, or at least you alluded to earlier in the show, Father, that um, kind of the whole concept of when we take something out of our life, We've got to be mindful about putting something back in, in its place, not just kind of leaving a vacuum there. You know, if I decide, well, I'm no longer going to watch TV between 8 p.m. and bedtime, right? That's I'm going to detach myself from that. Uh, but if I just turn off the TV at 8 p.m. and I say my bedtime's 10, I'm not it's probably not going to do me much good to just sit there for two hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. So what about yep. that? Talk a little bit about, I mean, how do we do that? How do we manage that well and turn to maybe a spiritual practice? Sure. Um, yeah. My time, right. <laughs> probably the greatest God gift yeah. God has given to us is our, our time. And all right, Lord, how am I spending that? How am I using it? Well, where am I wasting it? Um, it, it and again, some of these things, right, like I, I sit down to Twitter and I'm like more stressed than I was when I started, right? So these things can, <laughs> can drag us down. Yeah. You know, to ask the question, all right, Lord, if I had more time in my day, um, what could I do? What do you want me to do if I had a little more time? Maybe it's a little more prayer. Uh, maybe it's calling some friends or seeing some friends that I haven't seen for a while. Um, maybe it's picking up a spiritual book um, on a saint, uh, the scriptures. You know, maybe I don't need to spend two hours right away on spiritual reading, but, 
okay, what about 15 minutes? Um, right. What about one phone call to one friend or uh, meeting one person for coffee or a milkshake? Um, yep. Again, just so now, again, I do some of these things well sometimes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I'm a priest, but I can clutter my own life with, sure. I don't know, watching sports in the evening or, uh, I don't know, checking my email more often than is really yep. necessary. Um, but again, when we dial these things down a little bit, some of these distractions, just noticing some of the peace and grace that flows. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you for that, Father. Let's take a phone call here before we go to break. Patrick is calling in from Trenton, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Patrick. Thanks for calling in. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I just wanted to share something real quick and um, take it from a person. I've been attached to, like, so many things during my life, like just like anybody. And um, the one thing that I find that truly, truly works is daily rosary. And sometimes I even say it twice, twice, two times a day. And when I slip up and I and I don't do it anymore and I'll just, you know, forgetful and I'll get rushed, I'll slip up and I'll go and I'll end up having to go to confession. And once I stick with that daily rosary, I just find myself having this strength that, like, I never even knew I had. And it makes it so much easier to just become this, like, more, you know, devout and, like, more uh, serious in my faith. Patrick, beautiful. Um, Amen. What a beautiful Catholic practice, (laughs) calling upon Mother Mary, reflecting on uh, those moments in the life of Christ in the rosary. Uh, Again, you know, an image of a, a toehold, if you will, like, okay, maybe for some folks even, what about starting with a decade of the rosary? Hey, mm. still pretty good, right? Like, um, for me, sometimes driving, starting off with a rosary when I'm driving, I, I seem always to be in a rush. Uh, I am sometimes within the speed limit, sometimes not. Uh, I think having that rosary in my hand reminds me, like, okay, <laughs> Jesus wants me to get there alive, um, as well as the people around me um, on the highway. I want to keep them safe, too. So the peace that Mother Mary brings, taking that deep breath <laughs> in the Lord. Um, you know, and again, sometimes it gives me then strength to, like, move on to the next thing. Um, okay, Lord, I'm making this little time for prayer. That's been good. So, yeah, I'm going to maybe... St- start doing a little spiritual reading, even just mm-hmm. a few minutes a day. Um, sometimes, too, it's a hard thing. It's like, okay, gosh, there's a friend, and there's been some friction between us. I've been just kind of avoiding him, but maybe Mother Mary's calling me to say, okay, let's start to repair that relationship. Let's renew that. Um, I'm giving you some grace and help uh, to do something challenging, but for a good purpose. Uh-huh. Very good. Patrick, thank you for the testimony. Love the rosary. We love the rosary here at Relevant Radio. And, of course, we've got the family rosary across America as a way you can actually join in in a very fun and interactive way of the happiest half hour on the radio that comes your way every 8 p.m. Eastern and and 5 p.m. Pacific. So that puts it at 7 p.m. right here in the Central Time Zone where I where Father Joe Laramie, our spiritual director, and I are. So we are grateful that you're tuning into the inner life We are grateful that you are seeking to detach yourself, and that's what we're talking about here on the show today. If you have some testimony to give about what helps you in detachment, give us a call at 888-914-9149, or if you have a question about how to detach from something, 888-914-9149. 
We'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. here on Relevant Radio, on RelevantRadio.com, and of course, on our Relevant Radio mobile app. If you haven't downloaded that yet, I don't think you'll get overly attached to that, excepting in ways to detach, because there's some great audio prayers that are available on there. You can pray the Rosary with Father Rocky anytime. You can pray the Chaplet with Drew anytime on the Relevant Radio app. Check it out and uh, add it to your devices, as long as that's not going to have you overly attached to your devices. My name is Patrick Conley. I'm grateful to Nick Sendovich, our producer, and Thomas Engeser taking your phone calls today. I'm also grateful to our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, who is our spiritual director and talking us through, uh, guiding us through a discussion on detachment. And uh, he is, uh, yeah, doing a great job of helping us to understand more of what the richness, the value of what that is has to our spiritual lives. And Father, maybe just to circle back around to something that we we began with, and just a reminder of um, as we're talking about the ways that we can be overly attached to even goods, um, things that are good, given for our encouragement and our growth in relationship with the Lord. I guess the question I want to ask is, what would you recommend as an attitude toward creative goods? I mean, in some ways, it almost seems like we need to be in a state of constant vigilance like we need to be like constantly maybe suspicious of these goods that are around us and so as not to become overly attached but um is that a little too extreme yes i'd say uh let's see the the source and <laughs> the end goal of all these gifts right these are from the lord and ultimately they're for his glory um and by and large, basically, these things are given to us temporarily. <laughs> and mm-hmm. probably God wants me to use them um, for his glory and for the good of others. Mm-hmm. So whatever that might be, um, you have some money in the bank. Thanks be to God. Okay, that's a gift, maybe from your own labors, maybe from inheritance. Well, how can you use that well? Um, to support the church, uh, to support your kids or grandkids, your own gifts and talents. Uh, if that's, hey, you're pretty good at uh, connecting with other people. Okay, that's nice. You've probably got some good friendships. Well, maybe you can reach out to some folks who are in need that don't have that gift so much. You've got a good education, um, whatever it might be. You know, in a sense, seeing these things as sort of temporary, but meant to be used as opposed to like things I need to cling on to and, you know, f- fight so that nobody else gets near them. Well, yeah. that's maybe not uh, what Jesus wants. Well, that might even that might even be a sign that we are overly attached to something, right? If we feel in constant need of defending it, whatever it may be. Like you said earlier, Father, it may be, a, it may be the socks in your sock drawer. That's a little hard to imagine. But <laughs> it, it, it's something like honor, right? And saying that I need to defend my place of honor, you know, 
I need to defend my being liked. I need to defend my likability or whatever it is. That might be a sign, right, that we're becoming overly attached. Yeah, and to be, what, not not too competitive about, like, maybe somebody else has these gifts too, and that's great, you know. Um, all right, I like to run. I do uh, a couple 5K races every spring. Um, you know, I'm over 40 now, so I'm not going to win these races, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I can get out there and have fun, do my best. The 25-year-olds are going to be lapping me, and that's fine. Um Okay, at least for now, God's given me good health that I can do that. Um, and I like to invite folks to join me. Um, you know, we'll go out for uh, lunch afterwards to rebuild some of those carbs. So, it, you know, in a sense, the joy that God wants me to uh, share in these gifts is another component. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That there is this uh, this possibility of that the Lord is, maybe that's another good question to ask, is how is the Lord using me in this um, particular way or as I partake in this particular activity? Let's, I mean, it really has, uh, you know, rolled through, um, rolled through our, our lives, maybe not so much anymore, but I remember uh, not long ago, this thing called tiny living was a thing. Like, I mean, a lot of people were just <laughs> obsessed with living in a, in a very small house where, of course, you couldn't have a lot of these things. So I guess my follow-on question with that, and, and there is still, I'll admit to me, there's some appeal to saying, yeah, you know what? I don't need all this other stuff that I got piled in boxes in my basement, you know, things like that. But um, is there a difference or a similarity, a relatedness between, say, what we would call living a simple life uh, and detachment? Yeah, I'll encourage this. Uh, how, how about go on a weekend retreat? Um, okay. There's a lot of great retreat centers around town. Um, I'm in Milwaukee. We've got some nice ones here. Okay, and even, okay, just very short term. All right, for that weekend trip, how much stuff do you really need? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've worked at a retreat center now and then. Some folks, it feels like back up a U-Haul for, you know, 48 hours <laughs> away with the Lord. Um, well, okay, maybe maybe less is more, right? And maybe that'll help me to focus on Christ, who will then bring me some renewal to send me back to my daily life. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And you wouldn't happen to know of any resources, like, say, for a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, would you call it? <laughs> What a great setup. Um, so, yes, I've got two books out there. Um, retreat houses are great. And for some folks, making a retreat in daily life is also fruitful. Uh, my first one is um, 10 Days with St. Ignatius on retreat. My second one is Nine Days with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, that one just won an award. Uh, I got a silver medal in spirituality, so oh, not to focus on honor, but we'll just call it gratitude. Um, that's by Ivor Maria Press. You can find it online um, and on Amazon. Yeah, wonderful. All right, very good. Well, as in our in our closing minutes here, Father, I think um, I, I want to return to the whole idea of of toehold. I'm stuck on that that term. That, that That's right. I mean, it seems right to me, especially because here on The Inner Life, what, what we want to do is we want to provide enough um, inspiration, encouragement to do something today. But it's not like we're going to, you know, it's not like we're necessarily expecting everyone to turn their life around this very moment. Well, if the Lord leads that way, great. But what is the next step that I can take or the next two or three steps that I can take? So as we're thinking about detachment, 
And if we're thinking about, I mean, you mentioned some great things. You mentioned spiritual reading, you mentioned prayers, you mentioned retreats. Um, any other suggestions that you would make to people who are looking to maybe just move in this direction of detaching? Mm-hmm. Um, every Friday, the church calls us to some act of special prayer and penance, uh, united with the cross of Jesus. You know, even many pious Catholics can kind of forget that or overlook it. Um, So I try to do meatless Fridays and do kind of a simple eating, basically. So no snacks. And man, I love snacks. Um, In a certain sense, I hate doing that every Friday. (laughs) Yeah. And every single Friday, I'd say by 8 p.m., I'm coming before the Lord saying, Jesus, thank you. I'm glad I did this. Um, Mm. I have some peace, some freedom. Uh, Snacks and treats are a little image of (laughs) some of these attachments I can have, right? Yeah. And again, okay, that's one day a week, but Friday rolls around every seven days, so that's a new opportunity there. Um, Another little toehold, and with that little mustard seed, Jesus can do great things. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it very much. And uh, just so we're clear here, one of one of the things that I find myself uh, uh, reminding, like if I'm teaching an RCIA class or something like that, I'm reminding them that uh, yes, you don't necessarily have to abstain from meat on Fridays anymore outside of Lent, but uh, we are meant to have take up some other penitential practice in its place if we decide to eat meat on Fridays. I'm not wrong on that, am I, Father? You're correct. Yeah, the church has given us um, a lot of freedom in what we do. Um, Again, it should fit with your state in life and uh, be centered in Christ. Right. Amen to that. Well, it's been a great discussion, Father, and I'm grateful for um, just some of the thoughts that you've placed in my mind. Um, Toehold, of course, not least among them. Um, Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe right after the show here, I'm going to venture over to my sock drawer and see if I can do some work (laughs) as I start detaching um, from from things. But again, not just for the sake of detachment, as we kind of started the show saying, but in a sense of moving closer to the Lord, of removing anything that may become an obstacle in my relationship with the Lord. So, Father, thank you so much for being our spiritual director here on the show. As always, we'd like to close the show with a blessing. May we ask that of you now, please. Yes, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we honor your sacred heart. Draw our hearts closer to your heart. Lord, purify us. Make our hearts more like you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Joe Laramie has been our spiritual director for today in our conversation on detachment. If you tuned into the show late or would like to hear the beginning or all of the show again, you can always find us online at relevantradio.com slash innerlife where all of our archive shows can be found and shared with others. Tomorrow on the program, we're talking about every Catholic's favorite topic, evangelization, with Father Michael Nixon as our spiritual director. I'm looking forward to that conversation. How can you be just a powerful and effective witness to the gospel. Hope you can join us. Until then, grace and peace.